Hi, I'm Mike Pickles, and you're listening to the Daily Deal Podcast. We hear about inspirational stories from folks like you and I. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Mike Pickles Podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Pickles. And today's guest joins us from here, Yellowknife Northwest Territories. She's currently studying, or finished, just recently finished, voice performance at the University of Alberta, but she's also performed in choirs and bands and musicals and, of course, many, many solo performances. Please welcome Diana Rockwell. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, for having me on the podcast. This is such a cool experience. It's such an honor. Absolutely. My pleasure. Is this your first podcast? Yes, first ever podcast. Oh, awesome. So when you're famous and a celebrity, you can say, I started on my, on the Mike Pickle podcast. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So first, I want to say thank you very, very much. I sincerely mean this for your performance that you did last week, I believe, at our school. It was like amazing. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, so you're you're very welcome. Um, I I really... I hadn't ever done something like that before um, coming into an elementary school or any school for that matter. And uh, just sharing my music with, with an audience that had never experienced something like that before. Um, and it was also an honor because I was an NJ student. I went to NJ from grades one to grade five and Mr. Daly, Mr. Sean Daly, who's still the, the enhanced fine arts teacher there was my teacher and he was one of the very first people who gave me my start in stage performing um so that was that was an excellent like full circle moment for me so yeah awesome thank you if you don't mind i'll give a quick shout out to mr sean daly he's a fellow friend and colleague of mine at nj school but as you probably know mr daly is retiring this year so congratulations and all the best to you mr daly all right back to diana forget Sean for a second. So I hear and see that you're all over the news lately. So where else are you performing in town? Um, yes. So last week, uh, I did the, the first performance of the day on Friday mm -hmm. at NJ for, for the whole school in the, in the gym, which was a fantastic experience being able to, to perform to such a large and attentive audience. Um, and then my pianist and I uh, traveled to Welladay School later that morning um, to perform in their music room uh, for three classes, uh, some grade sevens and a grade four class. And that was a great experience as well. I had never really explored Welladay School because I grew up in more of the public school system. Um, so that was that was wonderful. And then a uh, small break for lunch at the fantastic Sundog Cafe. Um, just one of those Yellowknife gems that I needed to take my pianist to before she left. And then in the afternoon, we went to Mildred Hall School and performed for some classes there, which was which was excellent. Um, and then Saturday was the day of my solo recital at the Calvary Community Church. And that was about 50 to 55 minutes of music with an intermission. So the whole concert was about an hour and a half. And then on Sunday, I was a guest soloist at uh, the combined choir spr spring concert of uh, Susan Chantora. She is a local uh, school teacher and community musician. Uh, she runs the Yellowknife Youth Choir and is the high school, the Sir John 
band and choir director. Um, and so she had me in as a guest soloist because I'm an alum alumni of both of those groups and she's also my mother. So it was great <laughs> being able to give back to her and and share my music with with the young singers who are up and coming in Yellowknife as well. So that was really special. Wow. That's one busy schedule you have there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You almost need an agent soon. Schedule yeah. all this. <laughs> yeah. So how, if you don't mind me asking, how did you um, get into the world of, of music, into acting? Because I know you do acting as well. So how'd that come about? Um, well, my my mom, who I just mentioned, she is a classically trained singer. And she's always been a lover of classical music and opera. And so from a very early age, even probably before I was born, I was exposed to music and singing and, and opera and performing because that is also what my mom loves to do in addition to being a teacher. Um, so growing up, I had a great experience and great relationship with classical music in my life. She would put on these CD stories called Classical Kids where uh, like fake or like made up fictional characters would travel in the time period of a certain composer and would interact with said composer. And throughout this 40 to 45 minute story, they would weave in pieces of their compositions that you could then make connections to this one composer with. And I loved them. I absolutely adored them. And we would, she would just put them on for 45 minutes on like Saturday mornings and we would do coloring or crafts at the kitchen table just as a weekend school, like non-school activity. And, and so me and my sisters grew up listening to those stories and loving them and, and hearing classical music in a very fun, performative manner. Um, and then another core memory I have of growing up was Saturday afternoon at the opera on CBC. They do a broadcast um, on Saturday afternoons uh, that is live from the Metropolitan Opera in New York. And so I remember her putting it on in the kitchen and then we would be in the living room playing with Barbies or Polly Pockets or Little's Pet Shops um, and just hearing opera in the back of my my brain while doing whatever creative thing I was doing uh, at the same time. So opera and classical music and performance art has been a part of my life since really before I can remember. Um, but I think I started going out and performing myself on the stage um, as a dancer. Uh, I did... I did Ukrainian dance growing up uh, for 11 years in here in Yellowknife with the Aurora Ukrainian Dancers. And I started that in the second grade um, in addition to school performances. And, and I was doing a little bit of piano at that time. And through in, in about mid elementary, I started pursuing solo classical or uh, solo vocal performances with the creation of the Yellowknife Music Festival. Um, and I remember singing Grasshopper Green, which is about a Royal Conservatory uh, uh, singing level like one or two. So very for very young children in about the third grade at one of the Mr. Daily talent times at NJ. 
And I remember being so nervous and forgetting my words in front of my class, but still loving it and loving singing about this cute little grasshopper who was all dressed up in his hat and hopping around the meadow. That's like one of my one of my first first memories of performing as a as a soloist. So yeah. Wow, Love great memories. <laughs> now you, I think I, I could be wrong here, but I think most uh, opera or classical music it's sung in Italian or German. Is that correct? The four, yes, that is partially correct. Um, the four major languages of classical singers are actually English, French, German, and Italian. Okay. So uh, because of the prevalence of uh, the United Kingdom during so much of, of our history, um, British music was one of the first um, first uh, classical musics that existed in addition to the other main European powers at the time, Italy, Germany, and France. Um, so with, with more well-known, well-connected nations came uh, larger amounts of classical music. So yes, those, those are the four major languages that we, we perform in. But there are many operas and many other pieces of classical music in Spanish, um, in different dialects, um, in traditional folk, folk dialects of, say, the United Kingdom um, or the British Isles, uh, in Russian, Polish, Ukrainian, uh, Chinese even, some Japanese, um, Portuguese, like, uh, Swedish, Norwegian, um, but the four main languages, yes, are, are English, French, German, and Italian. Okay, so you obviously have a lot of uh, background knowledge of music. So do you, in school, did you have to take like uh, musical history or literature? Well, you just yes. did that on your own, yes? No, no, no. Um, so in the Bachelor of Music uh, performance stream, um, it's the most uh, requirement-heavy stream that you can take at the University of Alberta in music. Um, and it is very much geared towards people who want to be more on-stage performers as musicians. Um, so there are certain classes geared towards that, but in the found fundamental foundational years in your first and second year at the university, you have to take a lot of courses that just balance out your musical education. Um, so that includes uh, oral skills, which is ear training, um, di musical dictation, which is uh, taking, taking music in with your brain and then being able to write it down correctly uh, without any any additional instrument instruments to plunk notes or whatever. Right. Um, then you learn a rhythm training through that as well, and a little bit of keyboard skills. And then you have music theory that you have to take, which is the foundations of how to write, how to analyze, how to think about music in a critical manner. Um, and then you have to take ethnomusicology courses, which is the study of music um, from its foundations and the study of musics of other countries um, and how music is talked about and responded to in different parts of the world. And then we have to take a year and a half of his music history courses. So we learn history from um, in music from uh, Gregorian chant and plain chant and monk early, early um, monastery notations of music, which is some of our earliest um accounts of music transcribed on paper uh, all the way to the 21st century and our relationship with music and how music is created and thought about now in our present day. So it spans that whole whole um, time period as well. 
Um, we have to take courses where we collaborate with other musicians, mu musician students at the university um, and perform with them and learn how to work together as musicians to to collaborate on a piece of music. And then as a vocalist, I have to take specific courses uh, that pertain to my degree as a vocalist, including uh, vocal literature, which is where we talk about different composers, where they come from, their time periods, um, their cultural significance, their historical significance, what their life looked like and how that influenced their music. And so that's where I got my, my broader knowledge of composers and uh, languages and uh, just a, a rounded education on uh, music specifically specific to vocalists. And then I have to take another class called Lyric Diction, which is how to uh, pronounce and um, speak in a sing-songy way and how to accurately uh, see words in a different language on a piece of paper and accurately and authentically say them and speak them in a way that sounds like the original language. Um, and that we study for a whole year um, focusing on English, French, German, and Italian. So yes, it is It is a lot. It is a very, very um, requirement heavy uh, course load at the university. And then you have to do ensembles in addition to that, um, two years of choir for vocalists. And then I was lucky enough to do four years of the opera theater class that we have, which just put me on stage in roles. And that was one of my favorite classes, if not my favorite class at the university, because it just meant collaborating with other people who wanted to be on stage, just like me and getting to step into different roles. And it was the closest to drama and acting um, that I had really for a while, but I got to sing opera at the same time, which is amazing. Um, in addition to lessons on top of everything with your private instructor. So it was a lot, it was a lot of learning in four years, but, um, I, I loved every second of it. Yes. That sounds intense, like thorough, but good for you. So you sing other languages. Do you speak any other languages? I do. Um, so I speak English, of course. I uh, grew up in um, the not necessarily the French immersion system here in Yellowknife, but I did uh, a couple years of the uh, intensive French program, and then I switched into the immersion program in high school. So um, I was, um, if not completely fluent, then very, very comfortable in French by the end of high school. So I could speak those two languages. And then a requirement at the U of A for arts students is to take six credits or um, eight months of a language other than English. So I decided to learn German and I found that I liked German so much that I wanted to take it more and more. So I've actually completed uh, three years of German studies and I can speak German almost to the same level that I was speaking French at the end of high school, um, which is incredible. Um, yeah. And it's also very helpful for uh, singing in singing in German. Yeah, well, it's certain, when you're here at the school, it certainly sounded like you speak the language, so that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, I and it 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 took me a little bit to realize it, but um, as I get older, I, I recognize how how uh, how much of a superpower languages are. 
and being able to communicate to different people in different across cult cross cultural barriers is incredible. So the 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 fact that I can go to Germany, Austria, or Switzerland now and fingers crossed, be able to understand and communicate, communicate with somebody who is not from my home country is, it's really special. And I'm really, I'm really proud of that fact, actually. Yeah, right. That's, that's fantastic. Now, speaking of classical music and opera and all those languages, would you mind giving us a little taste of what For you sure. do? For sure. Um, I'll step away a bit from the microphone because it okay. can get a little, a little loud and I'll, I'll turn on my, my, uh, original sound for musicians thank you zoom for that for that uh that wonderful addition to their software um would you like to pick a language oh my goodness well let's go with the german that seems okay. to be the one they sort of mastered so let's hear yeah, it for sure, for sure um so I'll, I'll i'll sing a couple verses of this wonderful strauss piece called zu eignung that uh, I don't think you heard on Friday, actually, because it was a condensed version of my program. So awesome. Little treat for us here today. Okay, so I'll just I'll sing the, the last two verses so you can hear the great big crescendo at the end. Okay. I'm looking at you here there's is there a window on the top right hand corner of you or maybe your left right your, here? yeah up there a little light yeah there's like sun rays going down as you're singing it's like an angel singing over there <laughs> thank you very much that was amazing yeah, my, my pleasure by the way you're the first one that's ever sing live on a pod from my podcast anyway so thank you i i'm honored to be the first so now changing gears a little bit I understand you'll be representing, let me make sure I get this correct. You'll be representing the territories for the first time at the Canadian Federation of Music Teachers Association's National Voice Competition. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> you got the whole title in, yep. Yeah, that was a mouthful. How did that yeah. materialize? Well, um, this is a competition that happens um, every two years. So it's it's not available every year, it's every two years. Um, with the CFMTA, um, and I actually don't know how long it's been existing, but I would say over 15 years. Um, and they are a well-known uh, association across Canada that is that represents the national level of music teachers uh, across across our our country. 
um, and each province has its own um, music teachers association. So the, for example, in the province that I was doing my studies in Alberta, they have what is known as ARMTA, the Alberta uh, Music Teachers Association. And uh, here in the NWT, we have MTA NWT, Music Teachers Association of the NWT. And it's, it's made up of teachers and um, parents of parents of musicians who want to uh, support and encourage music making in our community. Um, so many of these people are affiliated also with the Yellowknife Music Festival and they are some amazing hardworking people who who just want to create opportunities for our young people to nurture and foster their their passion about music. And so uh, yes, this competition happens the first week of July, so I will be traveling to Edmonton and competing in this competition. It is my first time ever competing at the national level for singing ever, um, and it's my first time, of course, uh, representing the NWT, so I'm, I'm very, very proud to be able to do that. Wow, that's huge. Congratulations and good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sure you'll do great. Now. Musically, who would you consider, um, besides Mr. Daly, who would you consider some of your role models musically? Oh, so I, I've talked about her before, but I'll talk about her again. Um, my mom is a huge, huge role model for me. Um, she's always been so passionate about music and so passionate about caring for people who love music. And as a musical educator, that is her job. And that is where she derives joy. She she tries to make as many opportunities available for students to pursue music as possible and she was really the one who encouraged me to um, do this competition saying this is where you will find support, we will do everything in our power, we want you to represent us because when has there ever been uh, an opera singer from Yellowknife? Mm -hmm. Northwest Territories, like really never. Um, or if, if they exist, I would really love to talk to them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so she was like this, these are the things that you can do. Here's how you get out there. Here's how you get more experience. Um, you should look at this. You should look at this. Like she's always been so incredibly passionate about music and, and so incredibly supportive and loving in my musical journey. And she is, is she is nothing but joy for where I am in my process and where I'm going to be. So she is, yeah, she's an inspiration and, and incredibly, incredibly important to my life. Um, but as like when I got to university, um, I th was then met with a, a community of people who are like-minded um, about music and about performing, and they are an inspiration to me as well. My wonderful teacher, John Tessier, who is a very well-known Canadian tenor, has sung all over the world. Um, notably, he sang at La Scala in Milan last, last year, uh, which is a huge, one of the world's biggest opera houses. Um, he's, he, I've been working with him for the last three years, and he really got me where I am today. Like, like the work that we put in together, um, that inspires me and that that keeps me grounded and i'm so grateful for him for for all of 
all of the things that we've been through together and also my my vocal coach uh, Shannon Hebert who was my my uh, collaborative pianist so she's a coach and collaborative pianist who was up here collaborating with me uh, in my hometown uh, for this concert series that we did last week um, and it was her first time in the territory which was such an honor I was able to show her around Yellowknife and and share my home with her because she's only ever known me in the University Edmonton environment that I lived in at school so sharing a little piece of my home and where I come from was really special um, and so they they inspire me as well and and in the world abroad um, our our great globally connected uh, internet community uh, there are so many professionals that inspire me as well through their performances like oh my gosh uh, I want to do that one day I, I still feel like a kid sometimes seeing these seeing these professionals perform on on YouTube and I'm like I want to do that one day okay I'm putting this song on my bucket list okay I'm putting this role on my bucket list so um, like some names I could drop like Nadine Sierra Diana Damrau um, Lisette Oropesa um, Pretty Yende, and and so many others. So, okay, thank you for sharing that. So, all these events, festivals, competitions, things you go to, obviously take a lot of time, energy, and money. So, do you have financial backers? Anybody supporting you besides yourself and your family? Um, yes and no. Um, I was really grateful um, last week to have financial support for the tour weekend uh, from some of our local MLAs. Um, so that was Ryland Johnson, um, Caroline Wabazonic, uh, Julie Green, um, and Kevin O'Reilly. They, uh, I reached out to them and they were gracious enough to provide some financial support for my concert, um, which helped to also facilitate the, the the free concerts that we gave to the schools last week um, and also the guest performance on, on Sunday, which was incredible. And I've been applying to scholarships um, every year with the Community Foundation just to help with my studies um, and paying for um, the auditions that I had to do for my master's program this this upcoming fall I, I decided to travel to all of the places I was auditioning and that required um, that required some some finances so um, other than that I, I really I've I've been fortunate enough to have uh, enough work in the summer to support my my studies and 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 um, and things like that and living with my parents in the summer helps yeah. so yeah other than that no not really all right so to all our listeners out there if anybody wants to help support down at rockwell a fellow uh yellow knifer knifer like we say or a canadian reach out to her so anything you'd like to add or anything left unsaid oh today that's a good question anything yeah, I guess I could I could talk a little bit about about performing and what that looks like. Um, growing up, I had so many incredible opportunities here in Yellowknife to perform, and going down south, it became clear that not everyone had had those opportunities. We I think we let we we forget sometimes. Um, f how fortunate we are to live in a city of our size. Um, despite the fact that we have 
less resources just square foot wise um, because our population is smaller than a, than a city down south. Um, there are quality people here who have created programs and who have created support systems for people like me um, who want to perform and who want to be on stage. So the groups that have existed, um, like the Aurora Ukrainian Dancers, like Bella Dance, like uh, Tarmigan Theatrics, like the Sir John Drama Productions with Landon Peters, um, like Mr. Daly, who, who go out of their way, who go above and beyond to, oh, also the Yellowknife Music Festival and the, the musical educators that we have here in, in town, those people who go above and beyond to create opportunities for young people to explore music and to explore performing, um, that is something that I think I took for granted going, like growing up, like, oh yeah, these, these institutions have always been here. I will just do them because I love them. They're here for me. But going into university, I was told, Diana, you're such a great performer, Diana. It's so such a pleasure to watch you. You're so expressive. You have such great stage presence, which is something that not everybody hears all the time. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I just, I, I love performing so much. This is what I do. But I love performing because I was given the opportunity to, to perform. And I was giving the, given the opportunity to perform before it occurred to me as an adult to be scared of performing, to be embarrassed by performing, to be embarrassed by putting myself out there. Because as kids and as young people, we're a lot less, a lot less aware of the eyes that are on us. We're a lot less aware of people who are judging and assuming and creating ideas about you in their heads. But as we grow up, and I think in our, in our current social media filled lives, there's a camera always on us. There are eyes always on us. And so I think people hide and I think people get a lot more scared than they used to. So growing up, I, I, I just, I loved performing, so I did. And I am so incredibly grateful that I had those opportunities when I got to university because it set me up for success. It set me up for confidence and being at home on the stage in a way that not everybody is, even as singers, even as performers. There, there is a difference between those who are comfortable with themselves, with their voices, with what they have to give people, and those people who just need to be drawn out of their shells a little bit more. So that, that was something I was, I was very grateful of my history of where I came from when I got to university um, and grateful for the experiences that I had growing up. Wow. What a great way to finish this podcast by... Uh basically acknowledging this great city of ours called Yellowknife, this great territory called the Northwest, Northwest Territories, as well as all the people and organizations who have brought you to where you are today. So thank you for sharing that gratitude. Yes, I it is well-deserved. So what a pleasure to have Diana Rockwell here today, not only asking questions, but she sang for us live right there in her in her room, her studio. So thank you for that. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Mike. And I wish you nothing but the best on your national voice competition. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you did, be sure to subscribe and share with your family and friends. And remember, you may be given a cactus in life, but you don't have to sit on it. <laughs>